Hi, welcome to podcast number 63, part four of Dr. Soup talking about the large seminar he attended in Nice, France. And uh, it's a very long, long uh, up to part four already, but it's going to be worth it because it's a uh, very up to date information. Welcome, Dr. Soup. Hello, thank you. And uh, thanks for having me on the program. Sure, I know you're running close on time, so we may have to end it pretty soon, but we right. have something. Yeah, we'll have. Um... A nice summary. I think I want to I touch upon um, one of the most important things, uh, well, among the many other important things, but one of the important things that came up um, at the Nice meeting, and this came from what is called the Parkinson's Disease um, Assessment Technology Assessment Task Force. This is a bunch of doctors who are all um, caring for Parkinson patients come together and they wanted to do uh, an assessment on how patients are monitored every time they come to clinic and how we're capturing information at each doctor visits about Parkinson's disease. And as many of our listeners would um, agree, we only see, we as doctors only see a very small snapshot of life of a Parkinson patient um, at best, maybe 30 minutes, uh, if you're lucky, and sometimes maybe a little longer, maybe 45 minutes. But and by and large, many uh, patients who visit busy neurologists or uh, primary care physicians get no more than 10, 15, 20 minutes of their time. And that very small snapshot is, doesn't really capture the depth and breadth of what happens in Parkinson's disease. So um, this is an obvious disadvantage and there is no good measure of what disease looks like at the present time. And some of you who have participated in research studies know about something called the Hauser diary. Um, this was a, a paper diary that was described by Dr. Robert Hauser and we sometimes use that. And what, what it is, is a description of your day uh, by every half hour, starting from midnight and ending at midnight. And you're basically uh, putting down whether your medicines are working, which is on time, or whether you're sleeping, or whether you're off time, meaning your medicine ain't not working, or if you have on time with dyskinesia, and the last one is on time with troublesome dyskinesia. So basically there are five columns and what you're supposed to do is uh, mark every half hour what can condition you are in. Now this is a very construed and very uh, artificial uh, way in which we uh, collect information, but that's the best we have had in the last you know, 15, 20 years. This is what we have been using to collect day-to-day -day life of patients, um, what happens to them. And again, most of you who are listening and most people who suffer from Parkinson's disease would have also sort of um, uh, agree that this is really not a good way of um, assessing what's happening to uh, a patient uh, over time. So understanding this and understanding the deficiencies of how we do things, as a group of doctors, uh, the technology task force came together and basically said, we need to have some better ways of doing this. And one better way that we're thinking about using 
is to use um, smartwatches and smartphones. And nowadays, Apple phone and similar things and Apple watches have become very, very common. And, you know, I didn't pick Apple. I just want to sh share as an example. Android devices also have similar capabilities. So Android phones, and there are also other types of watches that have come about that will um, document movement, document um, uh, activity versus inactivity. And these can now be um, attached to what we call accelerometers. Accelerometers are devices that um, you can wear on your fingertips. It can also be attached to other parts of your body and it will measure uh, speed of movement as well as angle of movement. And sometimes it can even be programmed to measure things such as tremor, dyskinesia, and so on and so forth. Now the disadvantage of these devices is that for each part of your body, you will need a sensor. And so having multiple sensors uh, will almost appear that as if you, you're like a bionic individual with many things attached to you. So one solution that uh, is, is being tested right now is wearable uh, sensors. So it will be like a shirt or a vest and the shirt or vest would ha already have in it sensors and you wear it and when you wear it, it will automatically measure your body movements, your physical movements, both during wakefulness as well as when you're sleeping and will at the present time document it within a telephone-like device or telephone itself. And then it be able to transmit it centrally through wireless uh, so that we can actually see almost on a moment by moment what it looks like. Now, again, there's advantage and disadvantage in doing this. Advantage is that obviously you can follow a patient's time course during the whole day. So you can actually observe what's happening when the patient is sleeping, what is happening when they're awake, what happens when the medicine's kicked in, when the medicine's not kicking in, and times when it's not clear whether you are actually on or off, you know, there's a little confusion. Uh, we can actually gather data. But the downside is that that's a lot of data to analyze, you know, uh, several hours worth of data. And typically if you wear these devices for two, three days, that's uh, well over a trillion gigabytes of information that comes in. So another solution that um, people are working on is to use uh, something called AI, artificial intelligence, AI technology. AI technology is being pioneered by a number of major big companies. Uh, Google is one, but also Amazon and Microsoft and many others are doing AI. And AI has been used to gather a lot of new, new information. So for example, uh, AI has recently been used to discover why certain cancer drugs work in certain individuals and why it doesn't work in other individuals. And using this AI technology, artificial intelligence technology, uh, scientists have been able to design better drugs. So similar to that, if you have a trillion pieces of information coming from a single Parkinson patient, it can be analyzed using this uh, artificial intelligence technology 
And from that, they can discern what kind of patterns are there. And from the patterns, you can determine whether the person is on or whether they're off, they're moving more or moving less. And also in theory, you can decide whether they're having dyskinesia, too much movement, excessive movement, way beyond what is, um, what is thought to be normal. So again, it's an iterative process. Um, it's happening. Uh, there were lots of um, interesting posters and discussions. And also um, the technology task force gave a presentation about what kind of initiative is being done by the Movement Disorder Society on behalf of the Parkinson community and how um, everybody's coming together to come up with these digital technology for measurement of Parkinsonism and the various stages of Parkinsonism. Um, so that was um, a nice story, nice, exciting story. And I thought I would share that with uh, our audience as well as, um, uh, you know, pause here to get Warren your um, thoughts and questions about how uh, variable technology, not just watches and phones, but actually clothing um, would be the next generation of how things are assessed. Yeah, it sounds like a great idea. It uh, kind of reminds me of the halter monitor where people would have a mm -hmm. chest discomfort with their heart mm -hmm. and they would follow them the whole day mm -hmm. and they would actually make, keep a log of what they, something scared them or they were in a traffic accident or something that stimulated them. Right. And they'd be able to, in real time, they'd be able to figure out what, what's going on with your cardiovascular system. Right. And, but this, the easier, the better. That's, that's, that was a good thing about the halter monitor. It was mm -hmm. passive. Mm -hmm. So if you wear the clothing mm -hmm. and, um, you know, then and make it as easy as possible, right. it'll uh, give a tremendous amount of information. Right. Yeah. yeah so I think it's very uh, interesting and very uh, intriguing. Um, and we here at Hershey are going to be piloting um, some of this technology, again, working with Dr. Alberto Espe from Cincinnati. Um, if some of the listeners may remember um, him giving uh, a talk in one of our symposia a couple of years ago when he came in as our guest speaker. Uh, tremendous individual. Uh, he'll be coming here again uh, sometime soon, and we will uh, try to have him on our podcast as well. Uh, Dr. Espe has been in, uh, in the front end of uh, this technology uh, task force, and he's the leader in that. And we are uh, beginning to, beginning a new collaboration with him to see how we can incorporate this technology uh, in, in patients with Parkinson's disease and also understanding motor fluctuation, what is off and what's on, how off and on can be closely monitored uh, using this type of um, digital uh, electronic uh, fare. Now the disadvantage of this, um, as it is pretty obvious by now, Holter is just, uh, information on the heart and you can actually stick some actual electrodes on the skin and you can just get our heart, which is just a single organ. Uh, in the Parkinson's disease, you know, there's a lot more than that. There's the two legs and two hands and the head and the trunk. Uh, and you are looking at whole body movements. And also sometimes it's not just movement. There's also non-movement related uh, abnormalities like the non-motor symptoms. Uh, anxiety and depression and nausea, uh, things like that, which are not associated with physical movement, uh, 
those are harder to capture um, with the digital technology because it's an emotional component to it. But we're trying to solve that as well, or the world is trying to solve that as well by adding little buttons that you can push um, on the phone that will you know, capture uh, you feeling anxious and you can push a button saying that you're anxious at that time. And when you're finished with your spell of anxiety, you can push another button which says, no, I'm not anxious anymore. So this will give us a timestamp on how long you were anxious. And because the variable technology will capture things such as heart rate and blood pressure, we can correlate heart rate and blood pressure to your times when you were anxious. Similarly, if you're feeling depressed or down, you can push another button and you can say, how long were you depressed? And then there's a little degree. So, you know, are you feeling suicidal? Are you feeling... Um, okay, but down, are you crying? That type of stuff can also be pushed. And that'll actually capture the duration for which you felt those symptoms. And the nice thing is that that can be correlated with your mobility problems, which is paramount in Parkinson's disease. So you can actually put everything together in one, um, one little uh, table, or you just to get a little um, monitor report. Now, finally, um, there's some advantages for sleep disturbance. So as many of the listeners know, RBD, REM behavioral disorder, is a common problem in Parkinson's disease. And people act out their dreams. They fall off the beds. They attack their spouses. Um, they get hurt themselves, and they can occasionally hurt their spouses as well or bed partners. And this is a dangerous condition. And now, uh, currently, we have to do a sleep study which is often very um, difficult to get reimbursement for, or simply rely on the history that we obtain from patients to treat. Well, with these technology, the device that, devices that allows you to wear, you can actually monitor this without having to go to a, a sleep lab. So it may give us some advantages uh, to get this type of information. Uh, it doesn't provide visual information, so that is one um, minor negative, so uh, video uh, capabilities added to the uh, technology would actually also enhance it. But then video means that the video has to be somehow put on the person to capture their own movement, which is difficult. So anyway, um, things are happening. Uh, things are moving in that world, but it's still uh, not ready uh, for prime time, but very exciting new, new developments. Yeah, I wanted to say something with uh, this this type of talk it, it isn't as exciting as some of the news feeds that you see, but this is actually what's happening. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you compare this to 15 years ago, they would they was never going to study people's movements or how they felt with the off time. Mm -hmm. Everything was just movement disorder. Right. So this is actually the opposite of boring, but it, because every, you have all that news that's marketed to people just to get them all wound up. Whip. That's yeah. uh, that's not boring, but it's you, know, you just have to understand that the actual things. Sometimes it's not going to be that exciting, but it's important. Right. right. I think this is to to me I, again. I, it's not as um, uh, in, enticing as oh, here's a new drug that you can try. Blah blah blah. It's not that way. Or here's one thing that will cure you overnight, which in most cases is not true. It's just fake prop, fake uh, advertisement, but. This, I think, is quite exciting. Um, I, myself, and I think Dr. Espe, 
we have uh, you know, seen patients being assessed day in and day out with finger tapping, alternate supination, prevention. And again, as, as, I, as I already mentioned, at best we can spend maybe 45 minutes, maybe an hour with the, with the Parkinson patient, but um, that really doesn't capture the whole thing. So anyway, very exciting. And I, I'm, 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 I'm very optimistic that the next generation of devices, wearable technology, including clothing, uh, will be uh, will be important and will provide a lot of answers that we don't have yet. So we will we'll see where that goes with that. Um, so um, I'm going to stop here because I have a I have a pressing need to go uh, do something else. But I promise that um, we will do another uh, you know podcast which will will do a part five, which is even more exciting and will be more comprehensive. Than, than what we were able to do today. But I didn't wanna disrupt our uh, series because I wanted to at least give a little, um, little introduction to what technology. And, and for those people who are listening who wanna hear and know more about this, um, what I'm talking about, there, there's more uh, available on the internet. So if you go search under um, technology advances for Parkinson's disease and technology assessment tools. There are a number of nice little snippets and papers that are written, so you can actually go look them up if, you, if, if somebody's so interested in doing so. Um, but um, I wanna end here, and again, uh, my apologies for doing a short program, but I think we covered an important topic that we'll yes. continue the conversation later. All Sounds right? good, thank you very much. You're welcome. Bye. Bye.